Welcome back to episode 6 of the Learning to Live podcast. My name is Chaz Okada, and this week we will be interviewing Mr. Mike Vaughn, president of Vaughn Concrete Products. Vaughn Concrete Products is a precast concrete company, and they make products anything from precast concrete barriers that you'll see in construction on the roadways to storm shelters and a whole lot more. In case you're wondering what precast concrete means, it means that the, a company, in this case Vaughn Concrete Products, they have a form or mold in which they cast concrete at their facility before transporting it to the construction site or job site or wherever the final destination may be so none of the casting has to be done on the actual destination site itself. Mr. Vaughn is a civil engineer and this is the first episode on the podcast where I sit down and talk to an engineer about what they do and I'd really like to get to do that more in the future. In this episode, as usual, we'll talk about Mr. Vaughn's journey and how he got to where he is today but we'll also talk about the successes and failures that he's had through growing and running this business. There's a lot of challenges, especially when it comes to trade work and labor, and I was interested in asking him about that and how he was dealing with that. I also asked him for tips and advice for prospective engineers. I was very fortunate to get to tour their facility and see how they do make this precast concrete, but with that said, I did do this interview there as well at the office, so I do apologize if there is some slight background noise. But without waiting any longer, let's get into the interview. Hello, thank you, Mr. Mike Vaughn, for taking your time to be on this podcast. Glad to be here. So, as the president of Vaughn Concrete Products, how did this business get started? Uh, my parents started the business in 1962. Uh, they had gotten into the excavating business. Uh, my dad had been a mechanic and had worked on a man's tractor, and the man wasn't able to pay him for fixing the tractor, so he told him he could use the tractor, and he got started doing excavating work with that. That evolved into us putting in septic systems. And when we were putting in septic systems, we weren't able to receive uh, precast concrete septic tanks in a timely manner, so we decided we would build our own. So this was about in 1962, correct? Correct. So the excavating business started in 1962, and I think we started our first precast products uh in the early 70s, late late 60s. How did septic systems evolve into a range of products, precast concrete products? Well, as we started building septic tanks, we seen that there were more things that could be built uh, precast, and it was nice to have um, something that we could do at our facility rather than having to be out on a job site. And if work got slow, it allowed us to build stock uh, and keep our people busy. Uh, and there, the options of things to build precast were endless. Could you describe what is precast concrete? Well, we do get phone calls here for people that want concrete, uh, some looking for concrete to be put in a driveway, uh, some looking for decorative ornaments and so forth. Well, we precast things, uh, meaning that we build concrete structures at our plant, 
and we deliver the completed structure to a job site or somebody's home. How does that manufacturing process work? Well, it's rather simple. Uh, We have aggregates and reinforcing steel at our facilities. Uh, We have molds for many different standard products. So we will build a reinforcing cage. uh, And then there's release agents that are put onto the mold. And the cage is placed in place and positioned with uh, devices to make sure the reinforcing stays where it's supposed to. The mold's closed up. We go through some pre-pour checklists to make sure everything's the way it's supposed to be. Then we batch our own concrete and then we'll pour the concrete into the form, uh, finish it off and allow it to set up. And then the next day usually we'll take that product out of the form. How do you ensure that your concrete is the highest quality that it can be? Uh, There are several steps that are involved there. Uh, We're very involved in the National Precast Concrete Association, and our plan is certified. That certification requires that you've taken steps with almost all steps of the manufacturing process to ensure that things are properly measured, properly weighed, and that properly mixed, properly placed, properly cured. So uh, following the NPCA plant certification process is the easiest way to do that. How did you personally get into this your family business was it something that you always had in mind since the time you were a child or did that sort of change as you grew older and went to college um i grew up on the farm here and as i got older uh, i helped with um, business projects and so forth and it evolved to what i wanted to do what did you major in in college uh civil engineering how did that did that help you at all in terms of going into precast concrete? Uh, it helped me, and it helped our business considerably. Having an engineering background made it easier to go to talk to people, to tell them what you'd like to be able to offer to them. Uh, being an engineer uh, gave me credibility. It also helped me get to know uh, many of the people that were designing projects that needed our types of structures. But having the background and the knowledge of good ways to do things, good construction practices were very beneficial. Uh, We evolved into, to expand our business, I should say, we evolved in a couple different ways. Uh, Engineered products specifically made for a particular job, as well as we took on what I call grocery store type products that we had in stock sitting on the shelf that people could call and have something that might not be exactly what they wanted, but would work in their application, and that grew our business considerably. Uh, So we still do those same type of stock products, and we are mostly known for building uh, engineered structures to a project specification. Can you give some examples of types of products that you offer? Sure. We build things such as septic tanks, sanitary and storm sewer manholes, drainage inlets. Um, We've had years that we've produced hundreds of pumping unit bases for the oil industry. Uh, We build uh, some short-span bridges. Our bread and butter at our plant in Colorado is communication and electrical manholes. So we build feed bunks and agricultural products, uh, a lot of specialty structures. 
How extensive is the precast concrete industry? Probably a, a lot of people in their daily lives, they don't think about it all that much, but you probably think about it all the time. Well, normally you'll see a precast product everywhere you go. Uh, if you go drive down the road and you look at a a curb along the side of the road, there's normally going to be a drainage inlet there to take stormwater. Uh, if you're in a restroom in a facility and you flush the toilet, uh, that water is usually going to convey through some type of sanitary sewer system, and all of those use uh, precast concrete products. Um, many people are in the architectural end of the precast industry, and uh, there's buildings, there's uh, multiple things that you'd see. Going back to college, what made you choose civil engineering over other types of engineering or perhaps another major? Well, I chose civil engineering because I thought it would deal more with uh, the type of work that We'd been doing here at Von Concrete Products, um, more developed or more related to development and uh, drainage and and sanitary sewer products and so forth. Uh, I felt that that was probably more closely matched to what I was wanting to do. Do you have any words of advice for a high schooler or a current college student who is an engineering major or thinks about or wants to be an engineering major? Do you have any advice for them? That's an interesting question. Uh, my advice is whatever you do, uh, do it with conviction and don't feel the requirement to start in one direction and feel that you're obligated to stay with that the rest of your life. Uh, there's lots of different avenues uh, your career can take you to. Um, I know lots of people that have started building and doing one thing with their life and their career and then found out along the way that they were doing other things that seemed to be more profitable or more rewarding to them. And people say you need to be happy with what you're doing. I think if you do what you're doing with conviction, you will find happiness in about anything you do. Uh, the, the enjoyment uh, in your job comes from doing it very well and being fair and honest with people and, and providing a service that's a uh, maybe better than others offer. Is there anything that an engineering major needs to do after college to be adequately prepared for their job? Because I feel like as an engineering major myself, I'm not quite sure that after graduating college I'd have all the necessary skills, or is that something that your job would teach you after? How does that work? Well, that, that's interesting that you say that. Um, um, becoming a registered uh, engineer in many disciplines is imperative to extend your career. Uh, like for a civil engineer or a structural engineer, uh, that is very important. And there are requirements that you have to be able to pass uh, what used to be an engineering training exam and a fundamentals exam, some people call the PE exam. And that was usually an avenue to do that. But out of the people that I've seen, the ones that are most successful are the ones that have some experience and some background as they're going through school. So if I was going to give advice to an engineer, I would say your very first year, uh, your college summer, is work is reach out to somebody in the community of that does the type of work that you're wanting to do and ask them if there's a way you could intern with those folks. Um, being familiar with what goes on in the industry is probably the biggest challenge to 
allow somebody to be successful. You know, there's a, I don't know how the disconnect is, but in, in my era, there was quite a disconnect between what we were learning in school and, and what was being done out in the real world. How was it disconnected? Well, at the time I was in school, uh, everything was done by hand. Uh, we were using programmable calculators and uh, lots of things that way. And as the industry had already started, you know, using computers to do most of the calculations and so forth. And uh, there was a lot going on with how drawings were done. Uh, in my era, drawings were done by hand, just getting started using CAD and so forth. And that's evolved into its own career I, career path, I would say. And uh, being familiar with what's actually being done and how it's being done will make a person that much more marketable. With that disconnect mentioned, how did your family business, Von Concrete Products, stay up to date with those technological changes? Well, I, I got involved in uh, the Wyoming Engineering Society very early on in my engineering career. Uh, I think uh, my first convention for the Wyoming Engineering Society was in 1988, and um, I was elated as to how welcome I was, how welcome we felt. My wife and I, Karen, uh, we went to that convention and everybody was wanting to know who we were and how, if there's anything that we could offer, they could offer to help us move forward and so forth. And a lot of relationships uh, transpired. Uh, and I think I ended up uh, becoming an honorary member of that association six years ago, and uh, I believe it was three years ago, uh, I was the Wyoming uh, Engineering Society Engineer of the Year. And uh, most of that came from getting to know people that did the type of work that would in involve the type of work we do, and and actually talking to them and finding out what their problems were, and offering a precast solution to their problem. What would you say is the importance of building relationships in your industry and in business in general? Well, can I tell a story? Of course. So when I was 17, maybe 18 years old, I was coming back from uh, Laramie, Wyoming in a terrible, terrible snowstorm in a semi-truck after delivering product. And I saw a man in a railroad pickup off in the ditch. And uh, so I stopped, and he was way off in the ditch. It was a, an hour-and-a-half adventure to get him out of the ditch. And when he came out, I didn't have a business card. Uh, I wrote my name and our company name on a piece of paper and told him if we could ever help him with anything to let us know. Well, I think it was 14 years later, maybe 16 years later, excuse me, uh, he had become a director of communications for the railroad, and they were looking at putting cell tower sites along railroad uh, right-of-ways. Uh, two years later, we did about a million and a half dollars worth of business with him. Wow, that's quite the story. <laughs> quite the story. And we, did, we built uh, a modular system of stackable foundations for cell towers to go along railroad facilities from California all the way down into South Texas, some back into Indiana. And, uh, we actually set up some specialty equipment to be able to deliver and offload a full cell tower, a very, very light crane to be able to unload so we could get a full uh, cell tower foundation on, on the load. About how many employees do you have today? Uh, around 50. 
you have three locations, correct? We do. And that's in Wyoming, Colorado, and Texas. Correct. How do you manage those locations, especially being here based in Colorado? How do you manage all your operations? Well, that's our computers helped a lot with that. It helps us keep track of things. Uh, and I, I talk with people at our facilities each morning and each evening. And uh, we use fax machines, we use computers, and you know, just constant communication. As I was walking around and touring the facility, I noticed that you were quite vertically integrated in the fact that you build your own casting forms and you do maintenance on your trucks. What was the motivation behind doing that instead of outsourcing it to other people? Well, to have control of our own destiny. Um, we have a lot of uh, duplication here. If somebody asks for something, uh, we very seldom say no. And uh, that's quite a challenge to be diversified enough that you can do that. Um, but it allows us to keep our people busy, and it allows us to control our delivery times and so forth because we can't say that ABC company let us down. Uh, it's our own challenge to keep up with. But that gives us a, a good opportunity to keep our people busy. Has there ever been a time when the business has struggled in terms of finding new business or, or finding new customers? Has, has that ever been challenging? Uh, there's been a few recessions. Um, and when the recession comes about, a lot of our com competitors will try to look to the type of things that we do and try to work outside their comfort zone and so forth. And that makes it hard. Um, we have a very good relationship with a lot of uh, construction companies, and we have unlimited opportunity uh, to to keep ourselves busy, and we reach out as we see our workload change. Um, we An interesting project is we supplied a mechanical room to go underneath a kitchen for a dormitory at uh, CU Boulder, which was all designed cast in place. Um, we didn't offer much for money savings with the precast solution, but we were able to increase their or decrease their construction time by about two months. Oh, wow. And, um, uh, there's all kinds of those things out there that can be done. Uh, the challenge is, is we're limited with how many people we have and what, uh, time we have available to dedicate to projects like that. What are your biggest challenges that you see going forward in the future? Uh, most of it would be, uh, some people would say help, some people would say labor, some people would say staffing, uh, all of those. Uh, you know, the generation that's coming up, uh, there's not too many people that wake up each morning and say, I want to go work at a precast concrete plant. Uh, most people don't know really what a precast concrete plant is. Our industry is working hard to try to work with many of the colleges, uh, many of the high schools to try to familiarize the generation that's upcoming for the workforce to what precast concrete is and what opportunities are there. And I think that's probably the biggest challenge is people want to be excited about their job. Lots of people don't understand what the excitement can be. And that goes directly back to no matter what you do, um, if you do it with conviction and you can go home each night and say, I really did a good job taking care of that customer, uh, you'll get the satisfaction out of it that you, you need. 
What sorts of excitement and opportunities exist in the precast concrete industry? Uh, creativity is probably the the biggest thing. Uh, our company is known for doing the odd and the big. The bigger it is, the better it is for us. Um, you know, our challenge is to use the people and the equipment that we have to build something that a customer can put in and save themselves time and money. Uh, we we handle a lot of big equipment uh, or big products uh, from, you know, we build pieces up to 150,000 pounds. And we can handle them here. The challenge is to get them to a job site. That's a unique opportunity. Uh, the challenge is to safely handle them and make sure your customer knows how to lift them, handle them, and place them. So there's opportunity for doing all kinds of things. Uh, every every step of the process has a challenge from taking the order quickly and precisely to transferring the order to uh, get it produced to communicating with your production people about the timeline that it has to be done uh, to getting the product ready to deliver to having all the accessories ready to go and getting it all on a truck and having it there when it's supposed to be. That's stuff we can control real easy. The challenge is, is when we arrive on that job site that we've done enough homework with our customer for them to know what they're supposed to do and what their expectations are for it to go quickly and easily. What are the most important skill sets or qualities in a prospective employee? Well, it varies with what position, uh, and we're fortunate that way. Uh, we normally don't hire skills as much as we hire people. If somebody came in and uh, had good work references uh, and was doing things that were completely different but was interested in, say, working closer to home or uh, something that way, most of what we do can be learned. So it's not so much skill set. Uh, sometimes it is. It, it, it varies with, with people, and we try to see what we can do with the people that are willing to work uh, and, and adapt their job to make it functional for all of us. How did the business start to have its own trucks where it can deliver products? Uh, that started right right at the front. Uh, when we started building septic tanks, we built trucks that uh, could handle the septic tanks. Uh, the tanks were heavy. At those times, uh, you know, it wasn't out of line to set a backhoe on the front of the truck to hold the front of the truck down while you unload the tank off the back. And as the uh, Industry evolved and more safety and more regulation came into it. You know, it was apparent that that wasn't a perfectly safe way to do that, and things have evolved since then. Uh, but uh, the, controlling the trucking uh, is important. We do hire a lot of trucks to deliver a lot of products, but uh, when the chips are really down, we like to deliver it ourselves so we have control over it. You have 26, correct? Um, a few more than that, but 26 that we use. How do you manage and keep quality employees that are key to your business? Try to be honest. Try to be fair. Try to have expectations as well. Employees don't want to work with people that aren't contributing. If you have employee A that's late four times a month and uh, he's not, he's treated the same as the next guy, that's not fair to them. So we try to have some structure with that, but I know everybody that works for us. Almost the names of their kids and their dogs and their cats and so forth. And I think probably the biggest thing is just give them some challenges as well and let them see if they can take care of it and try to help them along the way if they need.
is it ever a challenge for you to be strict with your employees? How do you know the line between punishment and letting somebody have another go when they don't succeed at something? We often will give people an opportunity to uh, straighten things out, uh, and it is hard. Uh, you know, the hardest is sometimes when you have an employee that's been with you quite a while and something's changed in their life and they're having problems. You know, uh, we try to work with them to help them get things back on track. Uh, but that's that's probably one of the most difficult decisions is to decide when and where to draw the line in the sand. What changes have come to the precast concrete industry as technology and the Internet has evolved? Lots of change. We manufacture a little product called uh, a shooting bench. Uh, we've got our own website for that shooting bench, and I think we put those in consistently about 25 to 30 states each year. All of that is done from the fancy little click of the mouse on uh, a website for people to see what they want and so forth, and, and that's evolved a great deal. Uh, we partner with other precasters. We put products this year in Tennessee, uh, Alabama, uh, North Dakota, and some of those have been uh, through re relationships with other precasters uh, that those folks have helped us produce the product. Do you rely mainly on word of mouth and the relationships that you've built for customer acquisition? Uh, we do, and, uh, you know, the Internet has been a big thing as well. Um, you know, people search, and hopefully when they see our name, they'll know a little bit about who we are and, and uh, what we can provide. This is mainly for me, but how did you go about having the website built and search engine optimization and all that stuff? How did you keep up with those things? Well, I didn't. Uh, I asked somebody that was better at it than I was. Uh, and that's interesting that you should say that. Um, the f young man that helped us with our office system, it's called SharePoint, uh, was a friend of my son's, uh, was having, uh, trouble finishing school and, uh, was able to finish school, but he came to work for us. Uh, had quite a few attendance problems uh, because he couldn't make it to work early in the morning. And so we ended up changing his schedule from being to work at 6.30 in the morning to being to work at uh, 8.30 in the morning, and that helped considerable. But I, I guess um, I used, or he had things to offer to us that I had no knowledge of. And uh, it worked well, and he's helped us considerably with that. And I think there's something to be learned about optimization on that every day. So uh, he helps us with it occasionally as we go. Do you have any advice for people that want to start their own business or are looking to grow their own business? Well, starting your own business, you want to look at all the regulation that's uh, required with it. Uh, that has gotten to be one of the biggest challenges we have here, that we've got a very significant overhead just to comply with all our uh, federal government requirements as well as our state government requirements. Even just as of late, um, anything we deliver to any particular local municipality, we have to collect tax for. And uh, that's like adding a, you know, a half a person to our overhead each year just to collect that tax. So make sure you've done your homework and know what you're getting into. Um, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes rather than just building concrete stuff. Uh, we have to be responsible to, you know, the all the requirements of all the programs that are out there required by the, the state and federal gover government. 
Um, is there any other stories or anything else interesting that you think would be helpful to mention? Well, you asked uh, people how they could grow their business. Uh, most of those people know that answer. And you just have to determine if it's feasible. Bigger doesn't mean better. Bigger doesn't mean it's more profitable. Uh, bigger doesn't mean it, there's any more satisfaction in it. So I don't know that the need to grow is, is important. Uh, our business has grown because of expectations of our customers. And uh, the last thing we want to do is let those folks down. So we've, you know, we're building more, faster, bigger, and different to try to continue to make those people happy with us uh, and satisfied with the service that we provide. What are some of the things that you do to have greater customer satisfaction? Uh, We try to talk to them. Uh, rather than send an email, uh, it's important to communicate with them uh, as to what their schedule actually is. Uh, we try to tell them that they need to tell us those things up front, and most uh, most people don't do a good job with that. So reaching out to them and saying, hey, uh, you just ordered structures for three different projects, but you didn't say which one you wanted first. A simple question like that has is, is been, a, been a big thing. Uh, so that way when they tell you they want project a first and then project c and then project b and when you built it in that order and something changes on their end they're not frustrated with you and probably the next step is to make sure people know what you expect of them when you go deliver the product Um, that's the precast solution is only good if people know what to do with it once it gets there and we have a real challenge with people having a crane that's big enough to unload or having their site properly prepared or having it accessible for trucks. So talking to those people and working with them uh, is important. And that's every day that's a challenge. Do you have any other words of advice for young people or anything else you'd like to say? Oh, I don't know that it's advice. Uh, Don't get hung up on what you're doing. Get hung up on how you're doing it and uh, do it with conviction. Uh, you'll feel proud when you go home at night if you've done something and you've done a good job and you've crossed your T's and dotted your I's and closed the loop and finished everything up. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been a great interview. Thanks. I think there is something to be said about working and employment in industries, especially trade industries. As we grow up, or at least I hear a lot of the time that We should follow our passions or follow our dreams. There's not a lot of people that would probably wake up and say, I want to do precast concrete like Mr. Vaughn mentioned. So with that said, I would really agree with his statement that satisfaction, or at least some sort of satisfaction, is found in taking pride in the work that you do and being proud of putting together a whole product and a finished product and not just leaving something unfinished at the end of the day. That seems to go along with the idea that one should also enjoy the process and not only the results. For example, for me with these podcast interviews, the editing can get quite tedious and I have to cut out some parts so I can make the best use of you, the listener's time. I don't want to waste your time. And that can be a challenge sometimes to get through that part. But once I export the file and upload it to the internet and know that it's out there and it's a complete package and know that I did my best, it can be quite satisfying. And also, especially in concrete, maybe with these interviews, 
you can know that you're helping somebody out at the end of the day. You're providing value, a service. And that service and knowing that you're doing somebody a favor, even if it is a, an exchange and you do get money for that, it's still solving somebody's problem or helping somebody out. And there's a lot to be said in that type of happiness. And it's not all about playing music in my case. I always used to want to be a musician because I thought that, well, wouldn't that be a dream job is playing music for other people because I love to play music. So what if I just made money doing that? But there's other ways that I've learned that I can be happy. And of course, everybody's different and it could go one way or the other, depending on who you are. But I think it's it's a valuable thought, and I think that that's one way to approach the issue of needing people for these trade jobs. And I think that Mr. Vaughn did a great job of illustrating that. There's also a great video that I think should be shared about Mr. Vaughn and his contribution to the precast concrete industry. So I will also link that in the show description, so be sure to check that out. Also linked in the show description will be links to my social media and website. There is a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can find links to those, as I said, in the show description. The website is chazokada.com, that's C-H-A-Z-O-K-A-D-A.com, and I'd really love to hear your thoughts and send me comments, suggestions, feedback. Anything really helps, and be sure to rate the show on iTunes. It really helps. Leave a review. Let me know. I love to read it. So until next week, thank you so much and have a great week.